0: Welcome to another episode of the Grunge Bible Podcast, episode 111. My name is Ethan Shalloway, and I am joined by Chris Salona. We are recording on a Friday night again, Chris. This is—we've been rolling in the Friday recordings recently. I don't know if that makes us lazy, procrastinating, but this is uh, May 8th that it's coming out on. And, uh, Chris, how are you? This well, it's Friday, but. How are you doing today?
1: Well, I think the uh, the week the, is done. The week is done. The day's done, and we're trying to have some fun. And uh, I think that the Friday night recording it can definitely be a double edged sword of sorts. Um, you know, on one hand, you have the fact that the week is done and it's like you've got nothing but time on a Friday night. You right. have some fun, talk about some music. And then on the other hand, when you go through a completely and utterly debilitating week in terms of workload, work, training, life, etc., cetera, uh, <laughs> recording podcasts on a Friday night is not all sunshine and rainbows. But, um, you know, depending on how you feel, uh, you just got to roll with the punches. And uh, I'm excited to be here tonight. Uh, for the 111th episode of the grunge bible podcast i'm i'm doing a lot better now that we've started recording uh and now that we're getting into this episode a little bit than i was mere moments ago before we started so that's the thing about the grunge bible podcast it can buoy spirits uh no matter no matter what's got you down uh just let us talk for a little bit and we'll 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 get you feeling all right how are you Mm -hmm. tonight ethan I'm doing well. Similarly, it's like the buildup to the episode can
0: be uh can add some anxiety in your life, but then once we are recording, uh, I feel at ease and I feel excited to get to knock one out, and uh, that's why we end up going a lot longer than we usually say we're gonna do. So I think that is a telltale sign that we do that we do enjoy doing this. So yeah, I'm doing great, man. It was it was a good week. It was a tiring week, but. You know, you got to have them, you know,
1: so when you have those
0: easy weeks, they make them all the much better.
1: Exactly. And and, and it's good when you can sit here at the end of a week and and you're tired for all the right reasons to uh, use the parlance of our time in the the words of Chad Kroger, all the right reasons. Mm -hmm. Uh, I I feel very similarly right now. And, uh, you know, it's a a job well done. And there's no better bow to put on the week uh, than a recording sesh for the Grunge Bible Podcast. So we're really excited to be here with you all once again. Um, we're going to be talking about some different topics um, that are kind of current events for Grunge. You know, we don't get too first, many of those. Yeah, it's uh, like our first current events episode. It's our first in a long, uh, maybe since <laughs> last year when there was more tour news to talk about and more current events going on. So we've got, we've got some news on some of the bigger bands of the era, um, some different fronts. Uh, the Pearl Jam front, the Soundgarden front, uh, that we're going to be able to get into and, and discuss a little bit today uh, on this episode. But you know, before we do that, we do need to discuss um, some of the elements that exist that make this show possible and uh, leading the way as normal. We have our top-level supporters over on Patreon. And if you've been with us for any amount of time, you do know by now that Supporting us on Patreon and becoming a patron is the most direct way to support the show. We have three tiers at which you can make a monthly contribution to the show. $2, $5, or $10 a month. Um, all of that goes to making the show possible with equipment, with subscription fees that are involved with paying our producer drew who did a fantastic job last week hosting the grunge bible podcast mm-hmm. it, was, it was nice to be a guest for once like it was kind of cool like we always have to we're always in the in the business of trying to schedule guests and trying to work everything out and it's great you just hop in and drew just took the reins, so he did a great job so uh you know i think he's, that
0: episode out yeah for sure.
1: yeah episode 110 was a special one and ethan i gotta tell you i think Um, With that performance, he's getting closer and closer Mm. to getting his raise finally. (laughs) So uh, you can make that happen uh, by becoming a patron. And um, at this time, I would like to thank the people that make the highest commitment possible on Patreon, um, the individuals who are at our top tier who give us $10 per month uh, to support this podcast. So at this time, I would like to thank Fuck Soup, Fresh Tendonitis, Faith Bittner, Granny Grunge, Jade Mercado, Jamie Lynn, Carlene Salona, Chris LSMS, Doug Endy, Eddie Vetter got me through my second divorce, Cara K, Captain Hightop, Brother Nature, Rachel Corning, Nikki Six, Millie, Alex Long, Black Hole Sean, Alexis Shannon, Blue Owl, Laura and Irene, Seattle 4 fanboy from New Jersey. Marianne, Shoe the Shoeless, Corden Stewart, What the Fuck's Up Denny's, and Christine Shepard. So thank you to all of you out there. And it's kind of wild. There's a lot of names that I just read that I have been reading for over two years now. Um, So that commitment, I mean, we've been committed to doing this show for over two years. And there's people that are right there with us um, being committed to supporting the show for over two years, which is really impressive. And uh, I, I give special commendations to those individuals. Mhm it's well earned. Um it absolutely. Is. It
0: really it, it really is nice having people back us up. It's showmanship and, uh, at, at the support. end of the day. Yeah, it is showmanship and that is one of the most that's something that we pride ourselves in and we talk about a lot Chris is. Mm-hmm. Um just being able to be a showman in
1: in a lot of ways. Exactly. Um, and you know we've got people stepping up to help us out here and and you know we we hope that we can help other people out by using this space. Mhm.
0: And usually um well, and that's like our our main source of backing. Um and we don't have any other uh real I would say, I don't know, like any big businesses coming to no offer big us corporations. a bunch. There's no corporations
1: here. The, the but, suits have not found their way to the Grunge Bible podcast right. quite yet.
0: And but we do have uh something that some new shit that's come to light. New shit has uh,
1: come to light.
0: My brother has antied up and offered us a deal, a deal that we couldn't resist. So my my brother is a, Quinn Shallow is a real estate agent um, based in Pennsylvania. But um, what he wants to be known as is the grunge headhunter. And so if you're out there listening and like, this is um, a great way to look at it. He's just, he's a really smart guy. He's a mogul, (laughs) as we like to say. and, And he has great finance advice and he can connect you If you're looking to buy or sell a house, he's the guy that can get you connected to the right real estate agent in your area. Or he can just offer you good advice and help, you know, figure out something um, that you may need down the road, you know, help find the information to buy or sell a house. And then you're thinking, me and Chris are like, who's going to buy a house listening to the podcast? Well, we don't know and well and that's the thing that's a, the thing we don't couple, know
1: a couple of a couple of weeks ago when we did the chat gpt episode yeah. chat gpt made a few jokes about how uh grunge enthusiasts and grunge rockers uh would be homeless without their significant others and whatnot but we know that's not the case you know there's people here at all different seasons of life all different points and um quinn quinn's the guy for the job if, you, if you're yeah. at that point Right, so imagine like the nice part about this is if you if you're selling your house and you go through
0: Quinn somehow, Quinn's going to pay. Quinn's going to sell your house, which is great for you. He's going to get paid by the person that bought the house, and then he's going to pay us. So in reality, all of us are making money.
1: <laughs> yeah, you <laughs> sell your house. You, Quinn gets a good deal, and uh, then we, we give and Drew a pay raise, and we get some new microphones. That's really all you need. Yeah, it's it's super
0: legit, uh, and he he really is. Um, a master in his field, he, he does a uh, fantastic job in his area. And like I said, he, he, knows, um, he knows the business, and he'll be able to find the right person for you and make it easy. So I've learned a ton just being around him um, and, and hearing all that. So he's got the right mind for it. So um, if you are thinking about that, please reach out to us, or you can reach out to him directly, um, Quinn Shalloway at Gmail um but and t- tell him grunge bible sent you grunge bible podcast and then, i've always
1: i've always wanted to say that tell him we sent you <laughs> yes
0: yes and i, and I want to actually work at some point so uh so yeah uh, more information uh coming each week about that probably until and when we when we sell a house i think chris like <laughs> it will feel like we sold yeah like, I, I think like, like we, we need we, to we're selling champagne house. on the podcast episode <laughs> oh or my something gosh 100%. yeah well,
1: yeah that's that's and it, it's going to happen it's only a matter of time so uh, i would like to thank quinn um for his uh you know he's getting some skin in the game here and 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 the thing is i mean he he's here because he wants to help people uh he wants to help you and he wants to help us so it's a win on all fronts there so we're really excited to welcome quinn shallow into the grunge bible <laughs> family <laughs> something else love- i've always wanted to say <laughs>
0: Didn't know until right now, but it I know, felt good.
1: pretty damn good.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh! Well, and you know, shout out also because he—the microphones that we're using were donated by
1: Quinn. <laughs> These are from from Quinn Shalloway. <laughs>
0: These are Quinn uh, Quinn's old microphones, and I, although Drew hates them, we love them. We so love them. They're, they're exactly. staying
1: they're, until we sell a house. Staying. Then we'll buy some. Then, yes. then we'll. Then we'll. So. Let Quinn help you sell your house if you want better audio quality for the Grunge Bible Podcast. (laughs) Exactly. It's it's really that simple. So (laughs) that's just the way that it goes sometimes. But Ethan, I've got some other... Exciting news as it pertains to the podcast and some things that we've done, yes. some cool things that we've done. So
0: much news! It's a news there's drop. So, there's so many
1: current events going I on. I think we,
0: that's what we need a title. This is like yeah. new news from Grunge Five. There's a
1: lot of events that happen to be current right now <laughs> that we can talk about uh, and make a note of. Um, and and this particular one that I'm going to lead off with is um, really exciting to me. Um, it's something that I've been looking forward to for a long time. So if you've been listening to us for a long time. You may recall, episode 89, we had Julie Lydell on the podcast, who's one of our favorite musicians that we've gotten to know her music, and we've gotten to know her as well um, over the last few years, and uh, she is the uh, the mind behind the June Swoon project. And June Swoon released um, one of my favorite albums that pretty much got me through um, one of the more difficult points in my life, and we had her on on episode eighty nine, talking about her forthcoming album, "A House with Windows Open," and I'm really happy to say. Um, that as of today, um, pre-orders are open, uh, for the new album. It's going to be coming out later this year. It's going to be another independent release. And I think that's super cool, um, that Julie is going to do another independent release. I mean, it's just the ownership that you can take over the project and just the ability that you have to make all of those decisions and really make it special, not only for yourself and for the music, but for all of the fans out there, um, we're really looking forward to that. So pre-orders are open. Um, she will, you know, get you, get your name down for the pre-order, um, and personally send you a a copy of the vinyl when she presses it, um, which is really special. You, You think of, you know, having physical copies of music of, of people that you support and people that you value, it's so important. And this is just so special because it's coming directly from the musician. Um, and it's, it's the best way to support her. Um, so you can go over to her Instagram page um, uh, at june.swoon, I believe. Um, and you can find some more information on that. And additionally, a day after this podcast was released, um, On May 9th, 2023, the second single from this forthcoming album uh, is going to be released. And that single is called Working Dog. Um, If you recall, episode 89, uh, Water Baby, the first single from the album was released. And Ethan, we can say we've heard Working Dog. It's great. Uh, And pretty soon you all will be able to hear it as well. So had to lead in with that. Um, As we said earlier, this show, we love to be able to support artists and people that we're passionate about and we're passionate about what they do and and julie uh through the june swoon project is one of the standard bearers of that so um, go ahead support a great mind support a great person support a great musician and uh, get your name in for the pre-order it's a limited run that's the thing about these independent releases once once it's closed it's closed you can't get another copy so uh this is the way so act now something else i've always wanted to say (laughs) I love
0: this, Chris. This is so exciting. I feel like <laughs> this is so like, exciting. This is yeah. This is this is great.
1: Act now. I love that. Oh, yeah. uh, that's fantastic. Yeah. So, Ethan, what do you say we uh, we get into this. some current events, right? Yeah. Let's. So, let's I have a I have a little, have a little story um, related to current events that just popped into my mind that I need to share. So, back <laughs> way back when I was a freshman in high school. Um, I wanted to play sports like I was like your typical jock, and I think in a lot of ways I probably still am. Uh, somebody who listened to the podcast once called us a bunch of dumb meatheads, so there we go. Um, it was consistent back then, but I got hurt my freshman year, and I couldn't play football, so um, I don't even know if you know this, but I joined at my high school. We had a broadcasting club, oh, so I, I did not know the- this. I joined the broadcasting club, and I hosted for a very brief period of time. I hosted a a, a, a broadcasted over the internet radio show that was called the Current Event. <laughs> so that's it's awesome. all full circle here. Yeah, <laughs> Did I can my... just talk about current events. I mean, if we were like 15 or 14. It was yeah. so disorganized and shitty. Probably, I don't I don't even know what happened to it, but. Um, You know, that was where I cut my teeth podcasting, I guess. That's awesome. Do do you have any uh, ability
0: to like get your hands on some of the, some of the old content we could pull up and play? Uh,
1: No. And even if I did, I would choose not to. I think that that is lost. (laughs) That's lost to the sands of time. Uh, As it should be, but uh, an important caveat as we talk about these current events. So uh, I think we should just get right into it. We've got some news on the Pearl Jam front. Um, over the last couple of weeks uh the boys are back they're heading out on another tour um they've got uh later on this year they're going to be hitting some cities in the united states um some that they don't often go to some that they may not have been to in a while they're playing uh some of these cities multiple nights uh so it seems like they're they're hammering uh the central time zone here in the united Mm -hmm. states so from august 31st through september 19th um Pearl Jam will be playing some arena shows, uh, two in St. Paul, Minnesota, two in Chicago, Illinois, one in Indianapolis, Indiana, two in Fort Worth, Texas, and two in Austin, Texas. Um, so this will be the first, uh, proper Pearl Jam shows since 2022, I believe. Um, so another, you know, more great opportunities for people to see the band and, um, you know, it's, it's one of those things, I think. Pearl Jam fans, I, I think being a Pearl Jam fan, the live experience of seeing the band is, is so integral. I think to people's fandom um, that they're the, the appetite that fans have to see this band will, it's impossible for the band to um, play the requisite number of shows to ensure that everybody's happy. And also I think we forget sometimes these guys are getting a little older. I mean, yeah, they're approaching the big six. some of them may be on the other well, side there. It's, you know it's yeah, not that simple let,
0: let, let's call it as it is Chris alright Yeah. and he, he corrects me if I'm wrong but I think that Pearl Jam's legacy is going to be as live performers and that's what they're doing that's what they're doing with the, the last like I mean obviously the whole career but like the last maybe 15 years and then what they play until they're you know they're gonna be up there as long as Bob Weir maybe they could be playing forever. It's one of those things like if they, I, if they I think, want
1: to they will totally yeah, be able. Cause to. because
0: that's what they kind of they kind of got into this. They play they have uh, shows that people you know Easter eggs and they their set lists are always different. They're so mm-hmm. the each show is super unique and that's kind of like where they are as a band. You know people don't look. I don't wanna say people don't look forward to their next album, right. but people much rather look forward to the next tour to go see them and see Absolutely. the songs that they've always wanted to see. Mm-hmm. And this is kinda of what people are gonna like this is this is their spot right now. This is their, this is their time. Absolutely.
1: <laughs> like, and, and I love that they're doing it they in still got way. It. They, they still, they still, they've still got it for sure. And, and people can, you know, hand ring about the length of the shows, but I mean, we, we've been so blessed for years uh, with Pearl Jam, putting on three hour shows and, you know, they're not being an opener a lot of times and it's just the band. Um, so, you know, they've got, they've got inhaler coming along with them for some of the <laughs> dates on the tour to open. Um, I'm not very familiar <laughs> with the mighty inhaler. I, uh, <laughs> I might have to be, you know, and I, maybe I, I would be if I could get to some of these shows. But it's exactly like you said. I, I think this is such a big part of their legacy. And for example, like, they're a band that they don't have to put out a record to go and tour and to, and to fill stadiums. Yeah. And not every band can say that. I mean, for, right. I mean, that's why the, the cycle of life is what it is. You know, you go you go into the studio, you cut a record, you release it, you tour the record for maybe one or two legs, and then you go back into the studio or you do something else. I mean, mm-hmm. Pearl Jam, you know, if, if they never put another record out, people are still going to be, you know, filling the stadiums where they go. Um, And I know... um discourse around concerts and uh ticket vendors and everything has been you know even more in the news i think the last year or so um and it's all just a complete fuck all and and, and i think at the end of the day like if if you're a band that has a following and there's more people out there than there are seats in these stadiums for the tour like it's impossible to do it in a way that is fair and it is equitable and it makes everybody happy. Um, and it's one of those things that I'm, at the end of the day, like, I mean, we got shut out last year when we tried to get tickets to see them. Um, I didn't even attempt to this year because the the cities aren't close. Um, and I just didn't think, you know, it was it was, it was was worth trying because it was yeah. logistically and financially, it was going to be difficult. But also like, I, I, I kind of think of it as like, yeah, it sucks that they don't play 40 dates in the US every year like they used to. Um, and it sucks that the tickets are really expensive at times but i at the same time i'm happy because it's like even though they're only playing nine shows in five cities or whatever like you know there's going to be people out there that are able to go and see their favorite band for the first time or hear their favorite band play their favorite song i mean how many stories have we heard about these people out there that have seen them seen the band so many times and they're waiting for that one song to complete um you know, to complete the search. I mean, we've there's people out there that have that have heard Pearl Jam play pretty much every single song in their catalog, and and that's something that they they choose to follow and they choose yeah. to do. And and I'm glad that space exists for people. And it, and it does stink that as as time goes on, as the band gets older, and as things get more expensive, uh, it's less accessible for people. But that's just unfortunately i feel like that's just the, the the facts of life with how that happens and, and the fact that the band is getting older and and they're choosing not to play 40 or 50 dates a year but um they still put on a great show i mean they played really inspired last year i know they played a few shows i think at madison square garden towards the end um and a lot mm-hmm. of people who went said it was it was special something special was in the air which is hard to do after 30 years of touring and hundreds and hundreds of shows uh, to be able to still capture that magic. But that's what these guys are. These, these guys are, you know, professionals and they're magicians at the same time. And it's really impressive how yeah. they're able to harness that even now, even after having doing it, having done it for so long.
0: Yeah. I think that, I think they will be able to do it for another decade uh, if they wish or or more. I mean, they are so talented and I think they'll be able to continue it. And, um, I heard someone say, uh, they were talking about it, like they were talking about Eddie Vedder and, and, um, there's pretty good psychoanalysis, I guess, like when he was younger, like he looked up to the, you know, the, the Neil Young's and the, you know, Bob Dylan's and like, he wanted to be an elder statesman, like, and been around for a long time. And now he is older and he's been around and he, he likes be, you know, older and telling stories and like singing and, I think he likes the position he is, and I think he's going to want to continue playing for a while. I think he's, you know, maybe not as much as, like, Bob Weir or something, you know, until, like, <laughs> yeah. until he really, literally croaks, you know, but, like, <laughs> right. God bless God bless Bob, Bob Weir, but, like, yeah. I think Eddie Vedder, like, loves, he loves playing, and he will for uh, as long as he can, and he likes yeah. the position, likes being... That, Absolutely that for the music world in a way. Yeah,
1: and I think all these guys are, I mean, Matt Cameron to this day, I mean, he pops up all over the place on people's records and playing live. Mike McCready's doing his thing with the Rockford, Stone Gossard. Um, there's a new final Brad album coming out that you know he's undoubtedly been busy with. Um, and it, that's the thing. I mean, these guys are musicians and this is their craft. It's a lifelong pursuit, and it's one of those things that, you know. I have to imagine in 1991 or 1992 when you first pick up 10, if, you know, if you, if you even would have dared to have, think that, you know, 30, 35 years later, you know, these guys are still doing it and you can still, you can still go and see them. Um, You know, so I think we're just really blessed that their career has, you know, continued and, and, you know, people have, have, have come and gone from the band, but I think the, the ethos still remains and it's, it's cool that people are going to be able to see it. I'm, I'm bummed, you know, because now it's at this point where it's like, even though they can play for as long as they want to, I'm sure I don't know how long they will and yeah, you know you, don't, you, you don't ne- know you never know when you're gonna be at the you're gonna be at that point in time where you know that was your last opportunity and, and the band is retired and um i I hope they don't do like a farewell. I fucking hate farewell, farewell tour. tours. Yeah. I hate that shit um I hope they just they just play a tour and then you know Complete then that's it. it yep and we right. can
0: be last we can be left waiting wondering you know exactly are they gonna play again?
1: Yeah, it's funny. I believe... um I think very recently, uh, to the time that we're sitting to record this show, um, <laughs> Aerosmith just announced that their uh, their final tour called the Peace Out Tour um, <laughs> has uh, it's been announced, and uh, <laughs> wow, one, one of my friends sent the announcement to me, <laughs> and they were like, "It's about time." <laughs> and, I mean, I love that. Dude. Yeah, so I, I just like. The whole farewell tour thing, I just, I'm, I'm not a fan of it, no. but you know, I, I would hope that the Pearl Jam does not go that route. It's same good marketing, with, you know? Yeah, and that it's, to it's good say, marketing at the end of It's gotta be, the it's gotta the be day. lucrative, you know? But it's like, I, I hope that, and same, same hope I have for Bruce Springsteen. I, I'm seeing him three times this year. I've seen him once. I'm going to see him twice more. Cause you just don't know. I mean, Bruce is 73 and, and, yeah. and, and he said before that like, he doesn't like farewell tours either. So you know, whenever, you don't know, this, he's touring right now. It could be the last time. Um, I don't know but, you had two on deck, two, well, two uh, concerts on deck. Well, here's, here's the thing. So I've got one. He's playing back-to-back nights, I think, or there might be an off night in between, but he's coming to... Uh, foxborough massachusetts in august i'm going the first the first night uh with a couple of my friends that i went to high school with that that still live in this area and um she doesn't listen to the show um so i i'm I'm free to say this but i'm planning to surprise my mom uh and -hmm. take her the second night because she's a big bruce springsteen fan and we saw bruce on Broadway in 2021 together so that's my plan uh she supports the show she's a top level patreon supporter but she doesn't listen at my request so i'm, yeah. I'm free to say that here so that that's my plan um so i'll be able to hopefully it'll all work out I'll be able to see him back to back nights you will August, that sounds so awesome that'd be super cool
0: all right next on the list do you want to go to Yeah, we need to. Do you have a preference? Do you want to do that? I uh... I have
1: a preference. Yeah, we need to talk about the uh, the Soundgarden news that came out on April seventeenth. It's good. Um, I was going to go with the other one first, but this makes more sense. (laughs) Yeah, we'll we'll do the yeah we'll 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 hammer this first. So I'm sure everybody out there listening by now has has heard the news um, and is is not a stranger to the situation that has uh, been unfolding over the last four or five years. I think between. Um, Soundgarden and, and uh, you know, Chris Cornell's estate. But finally, on April 17th, they released a statement um, which read as follows, and it said, Soundgarden and Vicki Cornell, on behalf of the estate of Chris Cornell, are happy to announce they have reached an amicable out-of-court resolution. The reconciliation marks a new partnership between the two parties which will allow Soundgarden fans around the world to hear the final songs that the band and Chris were working on. The two parties are united and coming together to propel, honor, and build upon Soundgarden's incredible legacy as well as Chris's indelible mark on music history as one of the greatest songwriters and vocalists of all time. And I was so excited when I saw that. I know the legal battles have been waging on forever and ever and, you know, it's not important for us to talk about whose side we believed in on this and and, and who we supported. And, and, and it's not important. I think at this point, because there's a resolution, it's not important to get into the the specifics of what was going on. There's plenty of stuff to read about that, but um, you know, between the estate and between the surviving members, but I'm just really happy that um, at long last sounds like we're going to get some new music uh, from Soundgarden uh, with Chris Cornell on it, yeah. which I wouldn't, I didn't know if something like that existed. And then, you know, you heard that it existed and you heard that the band was working on something, but then, you know, when stuff like this falls into, into the courts, you never know. And it could have been years, but I'm really happy to hear um, that there was a, a you know, the, the, the two sides were able to get together and come to a resolution on this. And um, I have no idea what the process looks like in terms of, uh, timeline and logistics and how finished these songs were. Um, I imagine that the the three surviving members uh, you know, will 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 have some work to do in terms of getting these songs ready for a proper release. But um what are your thoughts, Ethan, the fact that we're gonna be able to hear new unreleased Soundgarden material from, you know, this is the last album. Yeah. It's a farewell album. It's I so, love it. It's so I mean, strange. Yeah.
0: I, I love it. I think that it's Important that you know maybe not important it's not the right word but I, I think that it's it's a treat and um yeah I, I I'm I'm just really excited I guess I think that yeah I don't know I don't know I don't know what to say like it's it's really int- it's really kind of like weird to think that we're gonna be able to hear some some stuff some un I you know un unheard material of chris and and i think that even if it was unfinished like even if he tracked it one time i'm sure that it's going to be beautiful and it'll be great Mm -hmm. and um i love it for the rest of the band um i think that to see the work that they put probably i don't you know you don't know how much time they had put into the album and stuff so it's fun it's nice to know that they'll Mm -hmm. be able to finish up something and kind of button that up yeah absolutely. move on and and feel Mm -hmm. like complete and and that's that could be really good for for them and for everybody so it makes it makes a lot of sense to me that it's going to be coming out basically yeah
1: i'm i'm so happy for 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 the guys um, am, yeah. you know, for the sound garden guys i mean because that's the thing i think in, in in discourse like this people forget a lot of times that you know the band is is the sum of all of the parts you know it's a sum yeah. of all of the people and all of their individual contributions that, that go into the these projects and know those guys were bonded so tightly over you know their entire careers going back into the 1980s and um you know it's one of those things that if they feel that it's right uh for this music to come out um you know they're going to do a good job and they're going to honor their friend and my initial reaction and the initial emotions that i felt when i found out that a resolution was reached and that you know something like this is imminent i was so excited I'm I don't even know what my feelings are going to be um when when I press play um at some yeah. point in the future when I hear it. It's gonna be Do you think it's such gonna be a heavy weird, I, I don't know what it's gonna be. So I have I have I a rumored track list um, Oh. so yeah, so we've got we've got some names of uh tracks that are rumored to be on this uh this, as this in, album, like, we just
0: know the title, or there's some old cuts that we, people we have just, heard. We
1: just we just know the titles. Okay. Um. So a couple of the titles, uh, I'll just read all of the ones that we have. Um, Road less traveled, orphans at orphans' door, cancer ahead of the dog, in Stone Age mind. Um, and wow. I have to, I have it to sounds say, heavy. <laughs> yeah, <it laughs> heavy sounds... <laughs> as in like lyrically yeah. and like ominous, ahead of the like, dog. <laughs> yeah, Stone orphans' door, or was it yeah, orphan man. and orphans' yeah. door? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. or excuse me at at Orphean's door I, I i left out the eye there oh. so uh, but there is but one called orphan there is one called orphans so and, and and i have to say like this this conversation is hitting me at the right time like i've been incessantly watching um soundgarden live videos from after they after they reunited in the uh for 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 king animal around that time i think it was like 2010 and king animal came out in 2012 and and just like those guys were so fucking good, and somebody commented. I posted, um, I posted a 2012 performance of Spoonman, I believe, and somebody was like, "This might be unpopular, but I think the band, technically, and the way they played during their second iteration, you know, after the reunion, blows away what they did in the 90s." I mean, it's one of those things. I mean, th- these guys are masters at their craft, and they had, you know, another 15 years to continue to improve, and um, it's just really exciting to hear that. Um, At this point, you have these guys are much so much more mature and so much wiser and have so many more experiences under their belt. And the fact that we're going to be able to hear what they were doing together at that time after that chapter had begun again um, and, you know, before that, you know, before it abruptly ended, it's really exciting to me. It's just yeah, it's gonna be. I would be say awesome. it's just
0: like um, you know LeBron James or Tom Brady. Like in the beginning, or like, like LeBron, LeBron, the beginning of his years, he was so good because he was so athletic and strong and whatever. And at mm-hmm. the end of the year, at the end of the career, he's still crushing it because he's smarter. He's he's saving energy. He's he's doing and things. He's still different. the
1: best guy on the floor.
0: Yeah, and you it's know, but he's just added
1: his, that other element to his game.
0: Yeah, like and Tom Brady, like I think his last season, like he had the most passing yards of or yeah, pass still attempts passing incredibly. Play. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, cause they've learned so much and they put it into use and they don't need to, they, you know, it's, it's different, but still at a highest level. So mm-hmm. I, I, yeah, I,
1: yeah, it's going to be I really exciting. I, I can't imagine that we'll hear any of this or plans will be announced, um, until 2024, I would imagine. But then again, who knows, but I imagine not much work has been done on this because it's been tied up in the courts for all of these years with, you know, the ownership being disputed and obviously the financial aspect of it, I think was a big, uh, a big roadblock, right. but it seems like all of those roadblocks have been lifted. And at the end of the day, um, I think it's important that the two sides are able to, you know, see eye to eye and, and come yeah. to a settlement because it's. Uh, I, I hope th- I hope that it benefits everybody involved, and and it, and it honors the legacy of uh, you know of of Chris, whether Chris was a, a husband or a father or a bandmate, a friend, a brother, you have what have you. Um, it's it's going to be a it's 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 a really it's going to be a really significant thing that we have uh to remember him and honor him and also just get more soundgarden i mean fuck soundgarden right? they're I so good um and any opportunity that I have to be able to hear something from them, I'm going to be very excited for. So really excited for that great Soundgarden news that's coming. Um, and on the other hand, we have other news that pertains to Soundgarden. Yeah, it that could Soundgarden be, in there, yeah. it, it, it could be bad news. Uh, you might not care about it. You might think it's stupid. Um, and, you know, we'll share our thoughts on it. But... Soundgarden once again has not been selected for induction <laughs> uh, to the to the mighty Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Uh, some of the inductees this year uh, that they chose, uh, or that fans—I don't even know—fans voted. People select. Um, the they didn't choose Soundgarden. Yeah, the pundits have spoken, and they've chosen among others. They've chosen Kate Bush, Cheryl Crow, Missy Elliott, George Michael, Willie Nelson, Rage Against the Machine, The Spinners. DJ Cool, Link Ray, and among others. So, so Willie Gar- Nelson just got in. <laughs> Willie Nelson apparently is in. <laughs> wow.
0: And this He's is, in. and so Rage got in. They're like one of the, Rage uh, got in. They're like one of the only kind of like uh, punk or like uh, rap. Uh, Whatever they were. Uh, yeah. Metal. Exactly. Like, like right. there's not a lot of metal in, in the mm-hmm. uh, Hall of Fame. And yeah. maybe that's why Soundgarden, they keep in Soundgarden now. It's I too know. heavy. And, but and
1: I think one of the, what are the your- criteria
0: yeah honestly what do you take on hall of fames in general are you yeah. in your like high school hall of fame for anything
1: so, <laughs> I think so you I'm need to be out to, in
0: 10 years I don't think so, we're <laughs> eligible for so, something so yet. here's
1: the thing uh, and I'm going to issue my disclaimer so I am not um, I am not currently in any halls of fame <laughs> and to the best of my knowledge I am not in consideration for induction into any halls of fame with that being said I don't give a shit about them <laughs> I don't care like like I don't need for as it pertains to music like Pearl Jam getting inducted into the Rock Hall of Fame in 2016 didn't make me appreciate them more as a band didn't make me view them as being more legitimate than they than I already viewed them as it's the same thing as Soundgarden it's like yeah like people were like excited like yeah let's induct Soundgarden like I don't care if they get in or not same thing Baseball Hall of Fame Barry Bonds is not in the in the Baseball Hall (laughs) of Fame He's the best hitter that's ever lived. I mean, he he was a machine. Dingers. Like I I don't need I don't need I don't need him to have a plaque in Cooperstown, New York for me to acknowledge his talents and 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 cherish his contributions to my experiences as a fan and my experiences watching the sport in the same way I don't need Soundgarden to be in a building in Cleveland, Ohio. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> with, with all due respect to the mighty land, um, I don't need—I don't need that to, for 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 me so, to appreciate and, and and feel that the band is being honored. The honoring comes from the fact that there's people that are out there still listening and still being impacted by the music. It's not about some fucking building and a room where people—they're gonna you... have their name. If you're driving sorry, through, I'm I'm if you ever drive,
0: if you're ever driving through <laughs> Cleveland, would you stop?
1: At the I've Rock? done it. I've I've driven through Cleveland. I have not gone to the Rock Hall of Fame. <laughs> I don't like. Would you ever do it? Uh, if I had the time, yeah, or like if but, uh, I don't know, but I had the time before. Yeah, I was I say, like I'm, I'm sure I, like, I would have had to. Have been like with if you went somebody. there for a business, like
0: I mean, it's just like if in New York, you know, right? Like we go and visit in New York, and we had the time, or you know, to, to maybe go to the baseball Hall of Fame or something, but like. Yeah you know we're not to like go
1: see the empire uh so i don't know like i i knowing like w- for me though for example um i don't really i'm not fired up like to go see i'm sure they've got great artifacts at the rock hall fame <laughs> like like seeing uh i don't know um Kurt Cobain's whatever. guitar is it yeah, in like I, I, is it just... I don't. I'm not i'm not i'm not big into that kind of thing like oh wow there's a guitar that's autographed by uh who whoever you know um, yeah yeah like the prince's autograph like okay that's really cool or like this is the guitar like for me like that's not those aren't things that kind of wind my clock so i don't know that i i mean i'm sure i would go if i had How about the time this? if i had a, yeah
0: what if in in what the hall if? of fame bob the bear height his flute was in there and you could go
1: in there and see <laughs> from the famed canned heat going up the and country, alan, live alan,
0: performance. alan wilson's uh glasses, glasses. were in there
1: <laughs> And you well, can see in that these. case, Ethan, I think I've got, I think I've got enough gas in my car to get <laughs> yeah. to Cleveland right now by 10 AM tomorrow. <laughs> I got a full pack of cigarettes and a full tank of gas. Oh, uh, yeah. Man. I mean, I don't know. So what I've, I've railed on the hall, the rock hall too long. So I, I want to toss it to you and get your thoughts on, on halls of fame and yeah. uh, on, on Soundgarden not getting in and on, I guess some of these other bands that have gotten in.
0: Yeah, it is it is so so okay Hall of Fames and uh, museums are interesting and I, I think I do like them because it, it keeps history all in one place like you know you can't have a magazine of exhibits but like it does it does make it maybe accessible and kind of maybe fun to like you know walk down memory lane and stuff and you can mm-hmm. see some stuff but what I don't get is yeah who picks it and how um, who decides the impact and if it was worth it and and like i mean so there's rock and roll hall of fame but like it's is like a blues hall of fame like you know there's if the, well, if the rage is the first metal I mean, like
1: the, like how much time do you, you have when you talk there? about all these halls of fame that exist yeah. i mean they're still playing
0: so like it's right. not like you know yeah. in most in like in sports you have to be out of the league
1: for like you know at least i think it's at least five for the yeah NFL i think baseball is six and, and which I isn't think that for the, long and i don't yeah. really know i mean it's kind of weird. Right. You have to be retired. And, and I think for the rock hall, I think the one caveat is I think your first release has to be at least 25 years old to be mm, yeah. inducted. Um, but also, Ethan, I, I have to say um, what you just said earlier and like tying it into museums, it's kind of made me rethink. I need to apologize. <laughs> yeah. I was I was being a little selfish earlier just because it doesn't do it for me. There's there's there is a big educational aspect, I think, to, to, to curate curated exhibits like this. And who knows? I like, mean, imagine
0: just- if you were, you know, Ned Snabley, <laughs> and you're taking the kids and you're going to go through and be like, this is the guitar that prints rock the Super Bowl couple.
1: And I'm sure like it, there's there's gotta be kids that have gone to the rock hall and been like, Holy shit, like I need to buy a guitar who is now. That? And, and it changed yeah. it changes their life. So I'm sorry I was being <laughs> a short sighted, selfish little <laughs> bastard um i but, understand where you're coming from though i yeah, obviously but like, i get it but also then again i was just speaking for myself so and you're allowed uh, to that's why we I'm have a podcast you. that's you're, why we have a podcast you have a microphone
0: <laughs> you know what that's I mean? why like, i have a goddamn microphone <laughs> no one took it away from you you know well, we're still we're all still we to here
1: pry it from a cold dead hands right we're here, all still so.
0: here exactly yeah
1: man we are so but i don't rage, know I mean, do you
0: think rage deserves it
1: yeah, absolutely. I mean, I... so think so. So, think so, so uh, not to nerd out a little bit, but, like, there's so much discourse about the Baseball Hall of Fame, and one of the big... um, One of the, the big dividers is, like, big hall versus small hall, and it's exactly what it sounds like. You have your purists who are, like, no, it should only be reserved for the best of the best. And then, yeah, like, you have your other ones, like, oh, like, Billy Wagner, like, he threw hard. Like, he was good. Like, let's get him in the hall. And, like, yeah. I'm, I'm a big hall kind of guy. Like, Rage, I mean, they... What is what is a hall of fame? Like it's 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 significant things that changed, um, changed the 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 area in which these people operated. And I think Rage totally did that. Soundgarden totally yeah. did that too. I mean, I, a lot of these guys. I mean, w- 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 Willie Nelson he did that. I was Link, like Willie Nelson. Link Ray definitely did that. Kate you know Bush. Kate Bush just made it because of the, uh, the song <laughs> running <laughs> Run up, up that hill. Yeah, I don't, I don't know anything about a lot of these artists. But once again, you know, it could be an educational standpoint where somebody gets inducted who I might not be familiar with. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I guess, you know, it has yeah. its positives, but I'm not surprised. Big Hall, small Hall
0: guy. That's <laughs> I'm a
1: big Hall guy. Yeah, I would too. I mean, <laughs> like, the, the Basketball Hall of Fame, they're letting in, letting in anybody nowadays. Oh, they like, let them all in. Same thing with the Hockey Hall of Fame. Like, yeah. like if you if you held on to a stick for 10 years, you're in. Like, that's it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you had you signed, like, five contracts lasting 20 years, you're good. Yeah, you just you just head on in. So apparently, the Rock Hall of Fame is not like that because Soundgarden once again is on the outside looking in. But I I don't really give a shit. Uh, their music yeah. is just as powerful.
0: Well, another thing for me, like if if you're eligible and you don't get selected, I guess new voters come in and maybe they have right. a different view. But like I don't know how like I don't know how like um, who who is it that in is it the Baseball Hall? Somebody like it's like the fourth time that he hasn't made it.
1: Well, in the Baseball Hall of Fame, you get 10 years on the ballot, and after your 10 years, you're not in until there's, like, a veterans committee (laughs) of, like, people who are already in the Hall of Fame get to decide. But they don't want you in either because they want it to be exclusive. It's all just about stroking the ego, Ethan.
0: There was somebody who was like, yeah, this is his fourth miss. I'm like, okay, if he didn't make it the first time, why would he make it? It's not like he's played since then. He hasn't played since then, so, like, there was a guy... There they was a guy people. named,
1: yeah, there was a guy named Larry Walker. He was an outfielder in the nineties and early two thousands. And on, he got in on his 10th year, like his first year, I think, yeah. you, I think you if need you to something... start
0: the conversation. that there was a guy named Larry Walker.
1: He's in the hall. <laughs> well, I mean, fun. I, I mean, I love Larry Walker. I mean, he was, nah, he was, yeah, a, he was yeah. a machine, but it was one of those things. I think like to, so to survive, to survive on the ballot for baseball, I think you need like 5% or else you get knocked off the ballot. Um, and and I think his first year he got like nine percent, so like he like was like just staying alive. And then a lot of the voters after time, you know, they start to re-examine But the Hall of Fame baseball voters are so fucking neurotic and weird um that they're like, oh, I'm, like you can vote for ten people, and some of them were like, oh, I'll only vote for two people a year, so I'll mm-hmm. vote for him in his sixth year. But like, there's other people ahead of him, and it's really stupid. Yeah. But I think Rock Hall of Fame was just like the fan vote is very significant in terms of like who moves on to different rounds. So I guess there were just like factions of people out there that were Mm. hammering the Willie Nelson and the Sheryl Crow button Mm -hmm. and the Kate Bush button that left the Soundgarden button unchecked. But also like I would consider myself to be a big fan of Soundgarden um, and like opening up my computer or like opening up a tab on my phone to repeatedly vote for a band on a website is not something that I'm going to do. I want to say, Chris, so basically next year, should we see how much influence we
0: have and we could we could try and get these like do, do five hundred thousand votes? Would that would that
1: do it? Like would well, we have, get them in? By that time we'll have like six hundred thousand followers. Yeah. We could get them in. Do you want to try? We, I think we talked about this once before. Did we did we
0: talk about this? Like I'm sure I'm sure we did, yeah. I mean it would it would be kind of fun. I mean
1: Yeah, we should we'll we'll try. I mean, we if need they get to, in next plan. If we,
0: if we were to do something like that and they would get in, I would have to believe that it would had a large to do with whatever. i would hope so and like
1: yeah. this time and same thing with last year it's like yeah like i shared it a couple of times like oh like vote for sound but like <laughs> i got there's other things going on in my life
0: like, the question is Kristen, you shared it but did you vote yourself <laughs> i voted i voted at
1: least i think i voted twice do you feel bad when you vote multiple times for stuff like that no i mean if uh, i wouldn't feel bad because you're allowed to yeah it's you
0: always know. weird when it's like you know, my, my band is trying to open up for this music festival you can vote as many times as you want it's like what yeah. am i supposed to do with this yeah. well
1: that's up. like that's like the instagram giveaways like yeah. oh like you can uh, unlimited entries like well how many times is enough
0: <laughs> yeah it doesn't, 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 it
1: doesn't help the algorithm I don't well right. maybe it does but exactly whatever. so i don't yeah. know i mean maybe maybe yeah next year if hall of if, fame if, rants if, yeah, Didn't see that. The, I mean, I that get coming, you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's it's eleven thirty. P- it's eleven thirty p.m. right now. I shouldn't be this 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 aggravated about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, but here we are.
0: Well, let's bring it down a notch and go to songs yeah. of the week. And what yeah, do you say we because that we was can good. Be we
1: covered we covered some good current events. We did.
0: That was awesome. You know, we nailed it. Um, there's a lot going on. There's a lot going on, and there's only going to be more moving forward too. You know, time exactly. marches on. Yep. Um so if you're listening right now, thank you very much. You've made it through all of the uh current events and you made it through our rants. So, uh you're a true one. You're probably already following, but if you're not, please follow the page. Please leave a review. Our reviews right now are honestly, Chris, they're too good, you know. We got five stars all around. Good, <laughs> they go, are too good. <laughs> go in there and knock us down a notch. We don't care. We just, you know, give give us, you know, we want uh, you know cuz if, if there's if it's a 5 star review and only 3 people uh have rated it versus 100 reviews and and you have a four like you know you can trust it with more reviews so just just review us uh, be honest and uh you yeah, know we'll take it as we'll take it on the chin no matter what you say but hopefully it's good and Absolutely. um and of course share you know share the pod to other people get us get our name out to your buddies and uh we'll we'll keep churning and burning and growing mm. together
1: yeah Speaking of reviews, I, I I would like to read our most recent review on Apple Podcasts. This one came through on April the 10th. Uh, and love this it. is this is a great example of maybe a review that's being too nice. Um, <laughs> oh, so, I love it. So we've got we've got a five-star review coming in and, and, and it's titled Grunge Isn't Dead. And um, this is public record. It's out there on, wow. on our page. And and the review reads and I quote, I'm 41 and I was a total 90s grunge kid. I'd borrow my dad's work flannels and tie them around my baggy jeans and go off to school. I had a poster of Kurt Cobain on my wall. Anyway, grunge was more than music. It was an entire movement. I've always been a little overprotective of it, probably because so many of those songs saved my life. Anyway, I'm glad to see the next generation talking about it and keeping it alive. You guys may not have been alive then, but you get it. I originally found you on Instagram, and I felt like the bumblebee at the end of no, the No Rain video. Thanks for keeping grunge alive and well. Wow, that's, that's great.
0: That's amazing, Chris. Yeah,
1: I'm really, really. That's a great review. That
0: means he's. They're, they're probably listening right now if they left the They're reviews. probably so, listening. So thank you very much. Thank you for joining along, and uh, obviously leaving that review. And uh, if you do leave a really good review, we'll probably read it. we no chances are. Yeah.
1: yeah, I love, I love, I love shit like that. Yeah,
0: I thought you were gonna say anyway. I'm rambling again. You <laughs> I'm always, <laughs> I'm always where, rambling, there go, again. rambling again. Get one
1: of those good sarsaparillas. <laughs> <laughs> the dude abides. <laughs> the dude abides. All so, right, let's uh, yeah, songs of the week. Should we do it? Songs of the week. Yeah, I'll go first. People, people know what they have to do. People to know what they have us. to
0: do. Um. I got a good one Chris. So I told, I said last week that I've been listening to some Cage at the Elephant recently. Yes, I to a lot of it. And uh they have an album called The Unpeeled album which was released in 2017 and it's kind of like unplugged. Like it's a live album.
1: Yeah.
0: But um yeah it's not, it's not completely stripped down, but it's it's live but it sound it's recorded so well and that it sounds like it's in studio. And mm-hmm. these versions are like I think it's like 17 songs mm-hmm. or something. And oh, wow. um, there's like 15 originals, all their best stuff, and then a few covers. And I, they have a song. It's a cover of "Instant Crush." It's a Daft Punk cover, and it is so damn good. It is really, really solid. The Daft Punk version is obviously cool and has it's like it has a electronic voices and whatnot. And then they take it and make it like indie rock, and it's just. Uh, really really awesome and uh, i've been listening to it non-stop watching some live stuff um oh, yeah yeah they're a really solid band I'm having some trouble right now with the, the lead singer but besides the point the music is still good that's awesome
1: yeah, yeah you saw you saw rainbow kitten surprise uh or well, excuse i did me. i did see them yes i've seen them a few times but cage the elephant i've cage never Le- have you never... seen cage the elephant
0: no i wish no. i had yeah. yeah no i have not seen them Mm-hmm. That's one of the things I like I'm realizing now that I didn't even they never were even on my radar to go see yeah. and I don't really right. know why. It's music,
1: like like I remember like always hearing it. Like, but sometimes I, yeah, you
0: just like yeah.
1: Yeah. And and I have I have watched some of their like stripped down stuff on YouTube and like they're they're so good in that setting. Their music is, is, so, is suited so well yeah, to those It's a band that
0: you don't realize how many songs you know of them. Like you mm-hmm. can go through some of the stuff and there's a yeah. lot of songs that you're like yep heard that yep heard that Mm -hmm. like okay
1: a lot of different influences in their music too like there's something for everybody in their discography i would say yeah
0: so easily uh instant crush Mm -hmm. instant classic you're gonna love it and it's a cover we've been talking about covers recently
1: so it fits that we have that's perfect all right chris bring us Uh, home yeah, it's time for my song of the week. Uh, and it's it's inspired by a, a, a series of documentaries that I've been watching lately. Um, and it is um, the documentary series called Abandoned that was put on by Vice um, back in 2016 mm. with uh, the, the notable skateboarder Rick McCrank. He was the host, um, which was really cool. But <laughs> I, I think crank. for a few of the episodes and, and absolutely the one that I was just watching earlier about... Uh, abandoned missile silos um it was the kind of the theme to the uh the abandoned uh this particular episode and it's a song called hey man by a band called spacemen three who were kind of like a psychedelic like experimental i guess rock outfit um from great britain i believe in the 80s and 90s and uh this song it was just it's just like the perfect like Perfect for like that, for, for the exact type of documentary that was featured in like abandoned places, like kind of outside and, and also, you know, it was great for some late nights of, of which tonight is one. Um, but even more you notable put an episode than that, on after. <laughs> I think I, well, I started it earlier and then we had to record this podcast. So I got to finish the episode about the, the missile silos, but, um, this song, Hey Man, it's, it's so perfect. It was the opener for the episode. Um, it's from their 1990 album. Ethan, you're going to love the name of this album. All right. It is it's it's one of the one of the last uh, I think it's the the ninth or 10th song on the album released in 1990 called Taking Drugs to Make Music to Take Drugs to. <laughs> Not lot, you love that. Yeah,
0: I just I, I pulled it up while uh, I saw the yeah, that's awesome. I I saw, I saw the album artwork when I oh, I, just, yeah. I just added it to the playlist but I didn't look at the album name or just saw the Hey Man. Yeah, That's Man 3. So, taking Drugs I mean, to Make Music to Take Drugs to. That's I mean, how it that's, works. That's, yeah, that's, that's the how thing. I, I always. <laughs> I don't want to play. I don't want to show you my show my cards here, but like <laughs> that makes so much sense to me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, it's the same thing. Um, there's a um, there's a car seat headrest song. Uh, And it's called, Joe gets kicked out of school for using drugs with friends, but says this isn't a problem. Um, And like everything is in parentheses except drugs with friends. Of course. And like the the final part of the song is just uh, the lead singer, Will Toledo, repeating drugs are better with friends are better with drugs are better with friends over and over again. And as soon as I read the Spaceman 3 album title, I was like, this is the same thing. Yeah. So love Car Seat Headrest as well. So I love Spaceman 3. That's awesome, dude. So, man, I love you music. You know, I was yeah, when man. I was walking
0: in, I was my roommate was downstairs and I heard him listen to some Front Bottoms. I was like, damn, what I would do to just, dude. I not see live, them
1: <laughs> not in like three weeks. Oh, really? Yeah, they're. I, I'm no going shit. to. Um, uh, it's three weeks, three weeks to the, the or to the day that we're recording this. I'm seeing them on May 26th, um, in New Haven, Connecticut, uh, their 10th anniversary Town oh. of the Hawk tour. Yeah, I got to take it to that. That's so great. Did you get yeah, one man. or are you, t- are you going with somebody? No, I just bought one. So nice. I'm just gonna go and see what I can get into. Wow, that's so cool, dude. Yeah, that's that's gonna uh, be a special one. I love that album, obviously. Yeah, it's that's gonna so it's good. it's gonna be really weird hearing twin size like earlier on in the set, though. That's gonna be kind of. They, they
0: said they're gonna, are they gonna play it straight through? I guess why wouldn't they?
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. They will. So cool. Yeah, man.
0: I'm jealous. I'm jealous that I. Uh, uh, that don't have the
1: opportunity to go see one of those shows in that tour, but whatever. Yeah. Seen it. We'll catch them again, but yeah, exactly. Just like uh, just like everyone out there, we'll we'll catch another episode of this show again. Yeah, there will be no farewell tour on the Grunge Bible Podcast. When we're done, oh. we're done. But I can say with a great degree of confidence that we'll be back next week with episode one twelve. Yep. All right, guys, that does it for this week's episode
0: one eleven. Thank you very much. Um, The week has just begun if you're listening to it on a Monday. So please have a wonderful week. The flood is here and you're back into it. So hope this brought some light. And uh, Chris, any last words?
1: I got nothing else, man. Just a standard status rock and roll for the people. Rock and roll. Take it easy. Take care. Stay stay heavy. heavy. All of the above. Uh, Thanks, everyone, for listening. We'll catch you all next week.